Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt, and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts, or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. It's always great for more parents to hear these stories and get the information. All right, thank you, and on with the show. Most adult women know what a urinary tract infection is, or UTI, but how common is it in children? And how do they get them? And how should they be treated? Heba Shahid is a pelvic health physiotherapist, and she's here to talk to us about UTIs in children. Hi, Heba. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. Thanks for having me. I'm good. Can you explain what actually happens when someone gets a UTI? I mean, what is it? Yeah, so... A UTI is basically when germs grow and multiply along the urinary tract. Um, And these germs, they normally live on your skin and they're passed from person to person. person. But sometimes these germs, they get into your bladder and into your urethra. Um, That's the pipe where you weigh from. Now, normally your bladder is able to get rid of them. But when these germs multiply, they can irritate that urethra and that urinary tract. And that's when kids or women or men can develop urinary tract infections. Okay, that explains what they are and Mm. it possibly gives us some insight into how they happen. (laughs) But with children... um, What kind of symptoms do they have? Yeah, Yeah. and and also how do they pick it up? Is it... Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the germs, like if you're going to the toilet, you're sitting on the toilet and there's a bit of germs on the toilet seat from the person before you. Um, You know, normally, you know, when you wee and and you... clean yourself, the um, the germs can, you know, the bladder eliminates it, but sometimes it gets in and they multiply and they just they kind of live there. And then as they grow, they, you know, they're inside that urethra and up through the urinary tract. And then it just kind of stays there. Sometimes it can go into the bladder as well. And that's when you, you get all those symptoms, you know, the usual symptoms, burning, when you're weighing, um, cloudy or bloody urine sometimes, pain in that lower part of the body. Then they can go on to even develop things like fevers and irritability as well. Um, and sometimes even some kids who have UTIs will go on to have daytime and nighttime wedding, but it's usually related to the UTI. Now, um, when our children start using the toilet, we all have to teach them how to use toilet paper. Is it as simple as making sure they write wipe front to back? Yes, I know. That's that's probably one of the biggest things is that, you know, a simple thing like wiping front to back, especially in our girls, because we know girls have a bit of a higher risk of uh, UTIs. Um, wiping front to back can be, you know, the one thing that kind of prevents them from developing UTIs. The other thing is some people just have a shorter urethra. Like some, some children just have a smaller urethra and it's easier for those germs and bacteria to get in. Um, sometimes it's genetic. You know, it's, that's why you see some people who just have chronic UTIs like from childhood all through to adulthood and they've just always had this problem. Um, but yeah, bladder habits and healthy pelvic habits like wiping front to back, using toilet paper, um, you know, making sure that it's completely dry, that you haven't left some spots there. Um, and even things like people think, oh, I, sh- I should like hover on the toilet or something like that. Those things are actually not good. It's actually better to sit on the toilet so that you, um, you know, let everything leave your body. When you hover, you actually hold things in. Because your so, muscles are contracted. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So you want to completely relax your muscles. Um, obviously, those, you know, small toilets for kids are useful in schools. But at home, things like having a footstool underneath their feet so that they're um, feet are well supported also helps that they're not holding on to those pelvic floor muscles. 
What about, um, and this sounds really basic hygiene, I suppose, but making sure that they're wearing clean undies because, you know, if sometimes everyone's different, but my daughter wants to wear undies all the time. So if she wears undies to bed, I'm like, no, you have to have a clean pair on at night and then a clean pair in the morning. And my husband's like, what do you mean? We've got all these undies we have to clean. And I'm like, no, she needs a new pair of undies every time. Especially for girls. And it also depends on, you know, Every child and every woman as well is different because we have different, you know, discharge, different environment in that area, different bacteria, healthy bacteria as well that's there. Um, And sometimes, you know, if you're wearing undies that are, you know, wet or damp or there's urine on them and you're still wearing them, um, you know, it's it's not the ideal pH environment for that vulva. And, And, you know, females, that system is quite sensitive to pH changes and things like that. So, yes, dry, clean underwear is definitely... So, not wet cozies. Don't sit in wet Oh, definitely not. Yes, definitely not. (laughs) Once you've had your swim, off and, yeah, out. Because, you know, that's when you can start getting even, you know, things like thrush and stuff can start to develop as well, not just urinary tract infections. So, yeah. Now, we have been talking about girls, as you said, they've got a higher risk of UTIs, but we can't forget boys, can we? Because I know a friend of mine, her little boy, when he was just a baby, um, he was having chronic UTIs to the point where it was making him really ill. You mentioned um, things, symptoms like burning and um, that sort of, and maybe blood in the urine, cloudy urine, but... UTIs can get really serious, can't they, when they head up to the kidneys? Absolutely. It bec- it's an infection, right? So that's when you can actually develop fevers, um, feeding problems as well, like they, you know, they lose their appetites. Um, they can even get things like vomiting and really bad back pain, especially when their kidneys are involved. That's when you know that the kidneys, because they're getting this back pain, that's kind of strange. Um, so yeah, boys can definitely get it. Ch- children can get UTIs. It doesn't matter whether you're a girl or a boy. Obviously, girls get it more than boys. But yes, it does happen. Um, And again, you know, it's to do with those germs. But it's also, you know, when they're little, that urinary tract is smaller. um, So there is, you know, it can can get in and stay there and build. What about, um, how how is it normally treated? Obviously, if you are worried your child has a UTI, take them to the doctor. Um, Why am I thinking cranberry juice right now? Is that right? Yeah, well, cranberry juice, well, cranberry juice has been shown to be effective in UTIs. but the strength actually of cranberry needs to be super strong for it to have a good effect. And it actually helps to prevent UTIs in women as well. However, again, with, with UTIs in children, you, you want to kind of look at the root cause again. So we know that, yes, it could be the germs and everything. But, you know, what's happening? Like, are they holding onto their bladder all day as well? Um, when they're sitting on the toilet, are they, are they trying to hover? Are their feet supported? Um, you know, are they actually relaxing or are they rushing to get out? Because we know a lot of kids, you know, they're busting to go to the bathroom. They go when they're busting. They've held on all day. They go when they're busting and then they're, like, rushing to get off of the toilet. But we have to teach them and train them that, look, don't wait until you're completely busting to go. Go, you know, if you feel like your bladder's full, then, you know, go to the bathroom and then sit on the toilet and just relax. Like, just sit there for, you know, 30 seconds or a minute or however long it takes you to empty. Don't rush, okay? And some sometimes there's some strategies we give, especially to those children who just can't get it, is like sometimes they put like a game or something in the toilet where they have to, or like a little, um, you know, those hourglass with the sand? Oh, yes. And turn it. When, that's, when that, when that com- um, hourglass is completely emptied, then you can get off of the toilet. So things like that, strategies to kind of, you know, Establish good, healthy bladder habits, which is not going when you're busting, going when your bladder is full, um, sitting on the toilet, feet supported, hold, like staying there, 
not rushing to get off and making sure that they're completely relaxed. I know it's hard to get children to relax sometimes, but just, <laughs> just that kind of you know advice. And again, thinking about what's happening in their bowel. So like you said, wiping front to back so that we don't get stuff from the back coming to the front, but also that they're not constipated because the constipation can also have an impact as well. Um, a lot of these things in children are related, you know, often when they have wedding issues or UTI issues, they often all also have a, a constipation issue. And you just kind of have to watch that and make sure that you're addressing all the issues. Um, so even things like making sure when they're going to the toilet for number two, that they're they're well supported with their feet, that their knees are above their hips, so that that actually allows the whole pelvic floor to relax and the whole bowel to actually empty so that, you know, everything is completely empty and clean down there. Is it true that had we all stayed squatting when we went to the toilet, that would have been better for our systems? Absolutely. Squatting <laughs> is, that's the natural way that your bladder, your bla- your bowel empties, sorry, your bowel empties when you're squatting. Um, and the reason for that is because says your pelvic floor muscles, which everyone's heard about, one of them, so there's actually multiple pelvic floor muscles, but one of them slings around your rectum. And when you're walking about, that sling is tight, so it's kinking your rectum so that you don't just you know, empty your bowels randomly. When you get into a squat position, that kink lets go. So then the rectum is now straight and the poop can just flow out you know, right. easily. So that's why they want us to squat when we're laboring too, right? Exactly. So, that's right. Oh, so the squatting in labor is also helpful because you're relaxing your pelvic floor. You're using the same thing that your pelvic floor is designed to do instead of going against it. Like if you're lying on your back, you're going against it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that sounds like a whole other discussion. That is. <laughs> um, and you were just mentioning how to get to the root cause of the UTI to maybe stop it from occurring. But how do we actually treat it if we find out that's what our child has. Yeah. So look, you do need to go to your doctor. Um, and, you know, if it's an infection, sometimes they do need to have low dose antibiotics. Um, but yeah, like when, when, if it's recurrent UTIs, which is where the pelvic health physiotherapist, the pelvic health pediatric physiotherapist comes in handy, that's when they can teach you all the things to prevent them from keeping on coming back. So the proper bladder habits, proper bowel habits, timed weighing. So weighing at, you know, specific times because like I said some some kids just hold their way all day and time drinking programs um, but also there's another thing that they do which is uh, a biofeedback they use games and little machines to kind of train them to make sure that they know how to empty their bladder properly as well not holding on so interesting Heva thank you so much for coming in thanks for having me again Siobhan That's Heba Shahid. She's a pelvic health physiotherapist and women's health advocate. Hi, we're the Beanies. Get your child off screens and into their imagination as we explore how bubbles are made. What's in a sneeze? Achoo! And what's with the weather today? Professor Know-it-all knows. Hello, Beanies. Hello. The The Beanies. Beanies. A podcast just for kids. Subscribe now on iTunes or listen anytime on the Kindling app. 